all right welcome back to another installment of visionary voice welcome back so this episode is actually going to be a follow-up to a previous episode that i did called how to defeat a narcissist so this will be part two and just right off the bat i want to start this episode by saying there is no guaranteed way to defeat a narcissist the only way to defeat not only a narcissist, but anyone that is causing any kind of turmoil, um, exhaustion, uh, pain, and hurt in your life is to remove yourself from the situation. And after you physically remove yourself from the situation, you need to emotionally remove yourself from the situation. The reason why I didn't say you need to emotionally remove yourself from the situation first is because that is not going to happen. Okay, and I'm speaking from personal experience. Okay, this is not from any um, article that I read online. Like everything that I give you guys, everything that I talk about, I I can give you a real world example of something working out or something not working out. Okay, so you have to physically remove yourself from the environment, from the space. If you're living with the person, you need to get the hell away from them. And then after you are physically removed and you're in a safe environment, you need to start the process of healing yourself and removing those emotional ties. But let's go into um, some of those emotional ties and why you may have been attracted to this kind of person in the first place. Okay, so I want to start this out by um, telling you guys a little bit of a story. So... I was seeing someone um, a few months back, and this person was uh, this person was cool. You know, uh, when I initially met them, we hit it off. Um, they seemed normal, quote unquote, and I, I use the term normal very very loosely, <laughs> but they seemed normal. However, I told you guys in the last episode there are always red flags. And they're all like, they're always red flags. However, this situation was a little bit different because I truly, truly believe that you have levels to narcissism. Um, You have different versions of narcissism. And some people are more malicious in their intent. I truly believe that you have people who may um, display narcissistic tendencies, but they are unaware that this is their reaction. So can you really fault those people and can you really hold them accountable because if they were aware would they go to the go through the necessary measures to get help, to seek help. You see what I'm saying? So you have people who may display narcissistic tendencies and they're just not aware and then you have people who know that they have an issue and they use it to control people. So back to my story with the person. So I was um, talking to this person and they seemed cool. You know, we hit it off, whatever, whatever. Um, but I noticed, I noticed this early on that they were a bit, um, a bit too excited about certain things. And I'm always very, very 
aware of people's emotional reactions to life, whether it's positive emotional reactions or negative emotional reactions. And when I see someone overly displaying any kind of emotion, it raises caution in my mind because I've, I've dated narcissists in the past. Like I, I, I know certain things to look out for. Okay. And nine times out of 10, if you're dealing with, um, a narcissist that's aware of their behavior, they are, um, uh, what, uh, they will go through certain channels to make the rest of the world appear that the world is against them and that the rest of the world is the problem because ultimately they want you on their side because you are their point of interest for that time being, okay? These people will cross your boundaries and this is another thing. If you just meet, if you're just meeting someone, okay, y'all haven't gone out on a date, y'all haven't done anything, you're just talking, texting. If they feel that they can just hit you up at any time of the day or night, morning, whenever, they're nine times out of ten a narcissist. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> I'm just gonna put it. I know you guys are like yo, Tariki, you're being mad extreme right now, like. Because this person wants to text me good morning every morning, you're telling me that this person is a narcissist? Tarika, are you telling me that because this person texts me goodnight every single night and we just met that they're a narcissist? Yes, that is, <laughs> that is exactly what I am telling you, okay? And look, you don't have to listen to me. You don't have to listen to me. You don't. Go you could you could be like, bro, I just found my soulmate. I love this person. They are just so romantic and so sweet and they always texting me and I ah I'm just on cloud nine. All right. Okay. Okay. Listen. The person that I was dealing with, they weren't doing all of this. Okay. They weren't they weren't doing every single thing that I'm naming here, right? But there were unwritten boundaries that I feel like any emotionally healthy person would have these boundaries and they were being crossed early on in the situation you know so one boundary that I feel like it should doesn't need to be spoken but for a narcissist they don't know that this is a boundary like it just it doesn't cross their mind okay (laughs) talking about things that are too heavy for the first date. That's a prime indicator. So you're out with a person, this is your first time meeting them, and they're already talking to you about their fucked up childhood, um, how they had to sleep in a bed of roaches, um, they were abused, um, their mom was a crackhead. Whoa, whoa, we just met. Like, this is what you want to talk about on the first date? Listen, I'm telling you, and y'all might think I'm really just on one. I'm telling you the this. See, and look, before I even go forward, this is the reason why many of y'all be getting caught up with these folks. Because for for many people, they don't really have any boundary set. They don't have like self-loyalty. Because remember, in my in early in the first season of my podcast, I talked to you guys about having core values. 
Y'all probably didn't forgot about that episode. Remember, I taught y'all about core values. Most people are walking around here. They do not have core values. They do not have codes that they live by throughout life. So you can't just allow anyone into your presence. You can't just allow anyone to be within your energy. You can't just give your affection and your attention to any old body. I don't care if this if you are on a date with them. You just met them. You see what I'm saying? So you not having core values, you not automatically setting boundaries from the get go with yourself. Grants these people the access to just jump into your life and bombard you on an emotional level. Okay, which brings me to point number two. Narcissists always have an issue in their life. Their life is never going smooth, steady, peaceful, calm. There's always someone that's hating on them. There's always someone trying to take them down. There's always someone, some ex from back in the day trying to get back with them. There's just always something because these people need attention. They need, they can't live without attention. Okay. The, and all the stuff that I'm telling you guys is from my last experience. I'm giving you guys real world advice here. Okay. So when you're dealing with someone who constantly needs feedback, who constantly needs attention, validation, they can't get it from themselves. What does that sound like to you? That sounds like a child. That sounds like a little child that's whining. Mommy, look, mommy, look, daddy, look at what I can do. Daddy, look, daddy, look. And I'm going to go even deeper for y'all. Why (laughs) the synchronicity between a child and a narcissist, that person that's now an adult and acts like that, they're acting that way because they didn't get the attention that they wanted when they were a child. So now as an adult, they have to compensate. They have to make up for what they didn't get when they were younger. They have to make up for that love that wasn't in the household, for that attention that wasn't granted, for that abuse. Do you see what I'm saying? So the cycle of pain continues with them. They never can end the cycle because they don't see that everything up until that point that happened to them. I don't want to say that they need to say that it's their fault, but they need to be aware that. It's something that happened to them and the rest of the world is not responsible for what happened to them. And they are not entitled to affection. They are not entitled to love from whoever they want it to come from. Now, don't get me wrong. You are entitled to love. The universe loves you. You wouldn't be here right now if the universe didn't love you, bro. Just dead ass. Like you wouldn't be breathing right now if the universe didn't love you. You didn't plant none of the trees outside. Them trees grew at their own will, but yet they're giving you the oxygen to breathe right now. So trust me, there is an intelligent energy that loves you. But anything outside of that, you are not entitled to. And I'll go even further to say that until you love yourself, you are not entitled to love from anyone else. And what does loving yourself mean? Being comfortable in your own skin, not needing constant validation from anyone, period. Just being happy with you, just being cool, chilling with you. 
Not stirring up drama, not stirring up mess. Trying to antagonize people, insult people, because that's what these kind of people do. But let me get back. So. My next point, I think this is point number three. These people lack the mental capacity, which from my own understanding, and this is this is not researched and sci- I don't have any scientific evidence to back up anything I'm about to say. Let me just throw that out there as a disclaimer. But this is my theory, is that many of the people that I've noticed who have who are dealing with this kind of uh, personality disorder, they are more susceptible to doing drugs. I'm not saying that every narcissist is on drugs. That's not what I'm getting at. But a lot of them are are that I've encountered have either done drugs or are currently doing drugs. Okay, period. And I don't know, you know, I experienced my situation, so I could come back and give you guys more advice. Like, I like I said in my last episode, like the universe literally uses me as a conduit. So sometimes you know, experiences will happen to me and I don't really take them as good or bad. It's just another experience. And then I'm strong enough and self-aware enough to be like, okay, like I learned something from this so I could teach. However, if I could give you something right now to where you don't have to deal with this, by all means, right? Because some people, look, real talk, before I get back onto my last point, some people get involved with narcissists and they never recover from these relationships, they never recover. I've, I've witnessed it. I have witnessed it. Seriously, like this is not something to take lightly. This is not something to joke around about. I, this is y'all don't hear me laughing at all. This is not this is serious. Some people end up in relationships with people like this and they never bounce back and they end up with mental issues. They end up on medication. They have PTSD like they are never the same after dealing with someone like this. So y'all need to be paying attention for real. Y'all need to be setting boundaries with folks and working on yourself, period, and having core values. Uh, Let me get back to what I was saying. So these people would never take accountability for anything that they do wrong because in their mind, they can do no wrong. You are blessed to have them in your life. Even if Every day since you've met them, they have absolutely got on your last nerve. They will literally try to brainwash you into thinking that they are still the best thing that you will ever find, that you will ever experience. And all that is, all that is, is a story that they are telling themselves. It's a story that they are telling themselves out loud. And truthfully, they're crazy. They are borderline crazy. Okay, now let me go. Let me say this, too, because I know that I've told you guys, I basically told you guys about saying affirmations, about visualizing, projecting to yourself the reality that you guys want to experience in your life. Right. That's not crazy. Talking to yourself is not crazy. Okay, it's not. What makes these people crazy (laughs) is that they are. They are working from a backwards standpoint, okay? So, for example, if I say, like, yo, I'm about to manifest this car. You feel me? I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't have the money. No, I don't have 
a job that's paying me enough money to buy this car, but somehow I'm going to get the car. I'm going to manifest it. I see it in my mind. I know it's going to happen and I'm going to meditate on it. And I just know it's going to happen. Okay. And I do this meditation and I visualize and then synchronicity, synchronicity start popping up in my life. Right. I start seeing certain numbers, 777-888-555-444. And then people at my job start talking to me about the car. Like, oh man, yo, I saw this one car. Didn't you say this is the car that you want? You're like, yeah, man, I said, that's the car I want. And then your mom calls you like, hey, I saw a neighbor driving the car that you want. And you're like, oh, really? Like, whoa, it's the same color. Like, yeah, same color and everything. That's the car you want. And then you driving outside and you just start seeing that car everywhere. Boom, boom, boom. Now you start seeing the car. And then you know, you online, you're browsing on the internet or something like that. And then something pops up to you and you get a business idea and you're like, oh shit, like I start this business from home. It don't cost me a whole lot of money. Woo, woo, woo. You start the business, you start making extra money to supplement the money that you're making from your job. Now you're getting double the money. And then boom, someone comes out of nowhere and is like, yo, I want to buy your business from you. And you're like, where you want to buy my business? You're like, yeah. And then from there, now you got enough money to go and buy that car. That's how manifestation works. And that is not crazy because that has happened to people. Things like that have happened to me. Do you see what I'm saying? But a narcissist, I know that was a long ass example. That was a, <laughs> that was a long winded example, but stay with me here. On the narcissistic person's end, they'll, they'll spew out some nonsense, right? <laughs> Yo, I'm going to manifest this car. They could be they could be the exact same statement. They'd be like, "Yo, I'm going to manifest this car." And what does this person do? Because they're so rooted in their ego and they're not listening to the universe and they're not following signs and synchronicities. These people will go out and try to get someone to join in on a bank robbery. That's an extreme example, I know. But the point I'm trying to make is that these people are not working from the 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 um the energetic standpoint of things they're not working from the spiritual realm of of things they are working from the i need to make this happen now you're in my way either you're in my way or you're going to help me do it and they don't care how it affects you they don't care how your life turns out they will put you in uncompromising positions they will subject you to danger they will put you in, they will they will like they have no empathy these people lack empathy so they will put you in a situation that can ruin your entire life and not think twice about it Seriously, they don't care how things affect you because all they care about is you fitting in to their world and how you can help them in their world. And the minute that you go against their image of you and their perception of what you should be, they turn cold on you. They call you names. They insult you. They turn your friends and family against you. I know y'all are asking me how I know this, yo. I know y'all want to know. Did this situation that I was that I was um recently in did it get to get that bad? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Y'all know me. But I'm certain that something like this has happened to one of you. And this happened to me in the past. When I was much younger, I was like 23. Just like 5 5 6 years ago. But see, at the time, I didn't know. I didn't know what was happening to me. 
I didn't know why I was so angry at the time. I didn't know why I was lashing out on people that I've never lashed out on before. I didn't know why I was confused as to why I thought someone that I thought loved me was treating me so harshly at that time. You see what I'm saying? But all of this always comes back to you. Because honestly, it's a lack of self-love. And I can fully admit that during that time that I was dealing with that person, back when I was in my early 20s, I did not love myself. Not the way that I love myself now. And so if you have someone like this around you that is treating you with a lack of empathy, that is disrespecting you, that criticizes you at every moment that they get, that tries to control every aspect of your life in the minute that they, you don't allow them to control you, they somehow flip it and make you seem like you're the crazy one for not wanting to follow them. You're dealing with a narcissist, man. And you need to, you need to get out of that situation. That is not how love is supposed to be. That is not how your life is supposed to be. Anyone criticizing you for being yourself you don't need to be with that person. You know what that means? Y'all are incompatible. I'm sorry, not incompatible. Incompatible. <laughs> you swear you're not compatible. You're incompatible. You're trying to fit a round peg into a square hole. Seriously, that's what that's what that's what's going on and that does not work. And to, to the narcissistic person, everything in their world makes sense to them. And they're entitled to that reality if that's the reality that they want to live. And the person that I was dealing with, they're entitled to their reality. So I left them to their reality. I don't have to be a part of that. I don't want to be a part of it. I don't desire that. I'm my own person. I have my own thoughts. I have my own beliefs. I want to think for myself. You're not going to tell me how the world is when I can go out and experience the world for myself. You're not going to tell anyone that I know things about me that I can't say to this person myself. You are step you are overstepping. You are crossing a boundary. Period. So how do you guys stop attracting these people? How do, how do you end the cycle of attracting narcissistic, controlling people? Because it could be a female or a dude. I don't know why people just think like, oh, all men are narcissists. Like, no, bro, it could be a female or a dude. <laughs> so how do you stop attracting these people? Well, first and foremost, you got to start loving yourself. You have to love your own company more than anything. You have to cherish your own company more than anything. More than anything and anyone. And... We could take it a step further that maybe there's some residue, some kind of energy that's surrounding you from either a previous relationship, maybe from your experience in your childhood. Maybe you didn't, maybe you experienced um, people with a lack of empathy in your household. And so you think that this is how a relationship is supposed to go. You think this is how a friendship is supposed to go. Because it'd be a friendship too. You think that this is how 
things are supposed to play out because this is what you saw played out throughout your life. And you don't see that this is a problem. Sometimes people who deal with narcissistic people for extended periods of time, because you could be married to a person like this and you stay married to the person for 20 years, you get out of that marriage and then you start to take on their characteristics and their traits as a survival mechanism, as a way to survive. Because if you didn't learn how to defend yourself against this person by being like them, it would have destroyed you. Maybe you turn to drugs. Maybe you turn to drinking, smoking, other substances. Who knows? Listen, y'all, I'm talking from experience. Listen, look, I'm telling y'all, I've been there. But you, you got to be aware. You have to know what's going on. You have to know what's going on and you have to physically remove yourself from that environment. And then you could start to do the healing. But nine times out of 10, you're going to need some kind of therapy after dealing with a situation like that. Again, I'm speaking from experience. I, I, I went through it. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, like, I know. So don't be ashamed of that. Listen, I know someone needed to hear this. And play this again if you have to. But just know, like, these people are out here and they're hurting people because deep down they are hurt, but they don't want to acknowledge it. And you cannot save them. This is the biggest thing I want to get across is that you cannot save a narcissist. You can't save someone who thinks that their own self-importance is the the most it should be the most important thing to you you can't save someone that thinks like that these people they're going to go on they're going to find their next victim after you you're not special you are not special to them you special to me because i'm making this episode out of love i love you you feel me i know i be getting in y'all asses sometimes i know i yell but i really love you i love y'all so if you're dealing with a situation like this and you're hearing these things and it's triggering something in you emotionally, yeah, you need to get the hell out of that situation, bro. For real. That person is not going to change. They're going to continue to try and control your life, tell you how to think, try to tell you how to feel. Even when you're seeing things with your eyes, these motherfuckers are going to be like, man, well, if you wouldn't have did this, maybe I wouldn't have reacted that way. They will never apologize. Which brings me to point number four. I was about to end the episode, but point number four that I want to make is that these people, because they lack empathy, they will never apologize. They will never acknowledge that they are wrong. And then if you do get an apology out of them, and if they do acknowledge that they're wrong, they're just going to turn around and do the exact same thing again. And then laugh about it and blame you for allowing them to do it. Then you're really going to feel crazy. Because the longer you stay with them, the more in control they feel and the more they know that they have you and that you're not going to go anywhere. So then they really start to disrespect you. You see the cycle? So to close out this episode, 
go back and listen to the episode I did on core values. I'm going to do another episode. I'm going to talk about self-love, but you got to love yourself. You got to love yourself more than the pain that you feel. And you got to know that you deserve better and you deserve more, whether that's from a friend, a lover, a family member. Don't let nobody disrespect you. Don't let anyone try to bully you into doing anything, into being like how they want you to be. Don't let nobody treat you that way. You deserve more than that. And don't let that person treating you this way turn you into them. Don't allow their perception of the world to fuck up your perception of the world. I love y'all, man. I love y'all for real. And whoever needed to hear this, yo, good luck to you. And um, maybe I'll do a part three. I don't know. But I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.